Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I can't believe we got a couple of haters in the house. <laughs> What is up, everybody? And welcome into the DMVR Nuggets podcast. Drafted. Yeah. <laughs> it feels terrible. I want you to know. Oh, wow, Eric, where are we? Uh, we've been transported into the future. Oh, my God. It's, a, it's an area I like to call a temporary place. It's temporary. Can I, can I fix that really bad air horn for you? Yeah, do you have an air horn? What do you what do you mean to fix it? the energy. Our brand is really bad mouth air horn. Yeah, oh, actually, I hated that. Oh, yeah, that you, was way too. Have you ever? Funny. Have you ever seen the show? <laughs> First time listener. No, long. I don't. I don't really like the show. Sorry, guys. Uh, presented as always by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. You guys can see we are here in um, Studio X. Studio X, a temporary studio. Um, lots of renovations going on at the bar. Very exciting renovations. Mm-hmm. Very exciting mm. renova- renovations. Uh, the bar itself has changed already. I already see. That's true. Yeah, People think- want to know. People are like intrigued by this. Like I'm telling you, gonna be a completely different bar yeah it's we true. did a podcast on the denver sports podcast with the new management group talking all about renovations and with brandon spano and all the good stuff so you guys should check that out you should always check out our tdsps the denver sports podcast because i think they're really cool and we've actually been refining what those sound like uh over the last little bit I'm, I'm excited i think they're always a really cool one and that one in particular was great if you want to get a little bit of a sneak peek a little appetizer about what's coming down the pipe for uh, the the DMDR bar, aka the greatest bar in America. Um, today's show, guys, we're going to do a little bit of news and notes. There's some fun stuff that happened. The ESPYS happened. Neither of us watched it, but that doesn't mean we can't comment on it. That's true. Uh, that I feel like most people feel that way about NBA basketball. <laughs> that is true. We're, we're going to analyze the ESPYS the way most analysts analyze the NBA. Didn't watch, but have a take. Um, we're also going to talk about some other little news and notes. Um, the 76ers are building an arena. I haven't even prepped you for this. The yeah. 76ers are building an arena, and I think it actually is very interesting, not because we mm. care about the 76ers, but because I think the deal is very similar to what Denver has planned for their for, for the future of their either facility or trading facility or yes. both. Okay, I'm um, interested to find out. Yeah, so we'll find out that together. But the meat of the show, you guys, today, the real <laughs> important part, is we're going to have a haters guy. Oh, my God. The dust is settling. We kind of see we're going to – I'm going to ask Eric, the ultimate hater. I – I'm going to ask him, like, on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being your undying love for the Nuggets and 10 being your absolute hatred for... 
Uh, who's my? Uh, currently, the Ali plug your ears. The uh, 76ers, 76ers, really? <laughs> so, of 10 to 76ers, where do you fall on the hate scale for every team in the NBA? That one should be a lot of fun. But let's get into our first story here today. The ESPYs happened last night, Eric. <laughs> An award show for sports. I had no idea the ESPYs were happening until they were happening. Man, the, the weird thing about the ESPYs is that uh, they give away things like Team of the Year and stuff. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. um, that's like why you play the sport. Find that out. You know what I mean? Like it's like it's so it's true. The, there's so much. The greatest part about sports is that it's subjective to a point, and then there's a right answer to yeah. the argument. Like the end, there's yeah. a lot of things that I mean. The, the worst part about the sports discourse are things that can never be settled. So you just fight. Like, who's the yeah. goat? And like, yeah, Michael, yeah. Blah, 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 blah. but stuff stuff that's like what happened last year. You're like, they have the trophy. Right. They were the best. Yeah. <laughs> there's also the weird thing, and I think Peyton Manning ruined this for everyone. In that Peyton Manning is the extremely rare exception. Of an athlete who is actually a talented actor slash host, comedian, <laughs> deliverer of lines. Steph Curry had last night. You've seen the clips, I assume, at least. I have seen the clips. Yeah, yes. the clips. <laughs> you, you know, you watch the highlights. I, I have a fully formed opinion on it. <laughs> I thought Steph did a great job of trying. He did do a great job of trying. <laughs> but, like, he just doesn't have it. You know, and I don't mean this as a rude thing about Steph. Like, Steph is incredible. He's yeah, actually, he's, not... he's charismatic in that he's not good at this. Yeah. Does that make sense? Uh, yes, it is. Uh, I'd I rather mean, somebody that's good at it, but. Oh, the dilemma that is the award show in general. So true. This is it's difficult so to break down. No one has solved it. The Oscars are the most heralded and the most yeah. watched of all the award shows. Widely panned every yeah. single year. Everyone hates everything about it. They hate the host. They hate the the, the uh, musical acts. Yeah. They hate the comedy. Um, but so then. When you in the world of sports, they want to keep it insular. They've done things where they had Norm McDonald in the past do it, yeah. which was a complete disaster. Everyone hated it. Yeah, they don't know. It how was to actually do this. though the most memorable. Easily, it the was best. the best. Norm McDonald, top comedian. He's number one to me. R.I.P. R.I.P. Man. The thing about Norm McDonald is that everybody hates everything he does in the present, and then later on look back and think about how amazing it was. What's so, great about him. Ricky Gervais had a little bit of this, but I just find him like significantly less lovable for whatever reason. Like, even if <laughs> yeah, you find him funny, it's, you're just kind of like, yeah, but F you, you know? British. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, is that what it is? Yeah, you're, right. he's not our asshole. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But Norm MacDonald, that's the, the thing is like, all of the people that love and attend award shows are so self important and self reverent. And he's just like breaking all that. It's what made it so funny is he's yes. like, no, I'm not laughing with you. Yes. No, you, you need to be taken down a peg because <laughs> yeah. you're absolutely absurd. This yeah. is an industry that just awards itself. Like we know, we don't award ourselves enough. Don't you feel we, that way? I really feel like we don't. I want to treat myself. I'd like to treat you later to really? a diet Coke oh, and, a, and a handshake. You know, I love that. <laughs> um, so Steph Curry last night, I thought he wasn't great at hosting it. Uh, but the people that wrote his joke still had some zingers. And here's what's funny. It's like the White, Horse, White House Correspondence Dinner. Yes. It's a vestige from a time when maybe we actually got along a little bit better at things. Nowadays, if you watch it, it's like almost uncomfortable, right? It's just like roasting people. They actually, this is a, yeah. it really is like political points that could be like, I have a mic and I get to roast you now. You're right. Uh, not, yeah, go ahead. Well, decor we've lost decorum. We've lost decorum. The problem is, is that now you're aware of everyone's actual thoughts right. all the time it's on so everything. True. It's uh, so true. We used to just have to we all we all just assumed we agreed on everything and yeah. then the internet confirmed for us that we actually don't agree right. on anything ever. At all. So now including when, ourselves. Nothing from we, a year ago, yeah. It doesn't matter. And so like now everything is just a fight to begin with because we just can't agree on anything. And then when you then go to that next level, it's even more uncomfortable. Yeah. Like we already know what you really think here. And that's what was funny about this is all of the jokes 
felt both like funny, like we're laying down the veil of like sports rivalries. And at the same time, we're, we're not. So here's my real point about this. Steph Curry goes up there, somewhat funny, somewhat not. Jokes were good, delivery, mediocre. But he really roasted LeBron. He really roasted the Celtics. Like, he, he took no, he pulled no punches. He got to roast the city of Los Angeles. Draymond Green went on there, by the way, and he roasted the Clippers. And I was thinking this, like, the Clippers are really good. Yeah. And he's still roasting them. And I kind of get thinking, like, we don't live in L.A., but we know everybody's like, you know, it's a Lakers town, this or that, Clippers will never own it. It's weird to me that they're still talking about a good team that way. This is called punching up. You think they're punching up to the Clippers? Yes, because the Clippers are actually good. So the Warriors are the champs. I, yeah, but you, but you can make the you can't. It's it's different to be like the Kings, the Magic. Yeah, yeah. The, if they made fun of the Kings, it'd be like, oh, mm. you know, it'd be like so sad. But like the Clippers are like, all right, they have Kawhi. They I didn't like, interpret oh. it that way. I, I honestly interpreted it as this like. I see what you guys are doing, working really hard to make yourselves legit. You're not. And nothing you do. And I just thought it was... And the reason I thought it was funny is, look, some comedian wrote that joke for him, right? Like, yes. I mean, we don't know how this works. But I still think there's something to, like, this is how players still view the Clippers. And for some reason, it'll never wash off of them. Until they win a championship. Then maybe it will. Then maybe it will. Although, I don't know. Man. I don't know either. I, I don't know, know either. There's a... There's a LA is a... LA's a funny place, isn't it, Adam? It, it is a funny place. Well, Everybody moves to LA to be a big shot and yeah. a big-time guy, and then uh, the, the Lakers are a big-time brand. So you, yeah. if, when you move there, you immediately associate yourself with But them. here's the part that I – this is why I said, like, okay, so you've got this, like, White House correspondence where you're just roasting all of your rivals that you just recently <laughs> had vanquished. You know who did not get roasted by Steph Curry? Uh, Jason Tatum. No, he got roasted for Bre sure. Brendan Vogt. Nope. Kevin Durant, noted uh, disgruntled superstar, Kevin Durant. Uh, now putting on the tinfoil uh, hat here. With this well, <laughs> very strange. Very curious. Very, very funny very monologue. monologue. Very funny monologue. <laughs> that was so funny. But seriously, like, and here's the thing, Allie, you have a clip ready to go. Because this is the, you know this move, Eric. I know you know this move when you're like, I have a great joke, but I can't deliver it. Yeah, oh yeah. Let's yeah. find some way. So here's the one way they make fun of Kevin Durant. Comes from our guy Pete. When I hosted the ESPYs five years ago, I made a little quip about Kevin Durant wanting to play for a great team that made a lot of headlines. Feel free to use that one because it hasn't aged a day. <laughs> That's true, but no. no. <laughs> so this is what I love about that. He's roasting KD, but it's like, hey, man, it wasn't me. That yeah. was Peyton. He's like, I would never say that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a classic move. I, I, <laughs> I almost tip my hat to, to, to Steph for well, it. Well, there's a lot of talented people involved in the production of the ESPYs. That's Just true. not the people, obviously, that are deliver deliver the lines or are a part of the show. But tell me, something or nothing that he avoided. Something. I mean, he roasted everyone. It's something, God dude. damn it. It's something. <laughs> you know how terrible it would be if Katie went back to the Warriors? The lamest thing that could possibly happen. It would be the lamest thing that ever happened in the, the history of sports. Unless the Nuggets beat that team. And everyone was like, you know, LeBron beat the old Warriors. And then, you know, he hey, he would have had two or three more rigs. But I, love the, I love the idea that it, it's it's not enough for the Nuggets to just win anything. anything. They have to the vanquish. The Mickey Mouse title where everyone's hurt. I'll take it. They have it. to vanquish the most. But if they did. <laughs> But if they did, but if they, but they would not. But, <laughs> well, they probably would. But if they did, it would. But be if great. they did, yeah. would Jokic only need one title to be considered the goat? Oh my god! Or could we at least argue <laughs> argue that it is the goat title? Everybody would be like oh, LeBron's man. 2016. That one, yeah, they didn't have KD. If you get them, then they have KD. 
this wild and reckless speculation, this this entirely uh, false narrative that you're creating, yeah. I love it. It's a great one. It's a great one. I'm signing out for this 100%. Harrison um, Wind here in the comments saying, Steph was fine. You guys are crazy. Uh, we've got a microphone and uh, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> so you want to listen to every word we have to say, Harrison. Um, Harris, Harrison, is he tainted by being in Los Angeles? Oh. Is, he, is this the problem? Is, that he is has, Harrison's yeah. undisclosed yeah, location influencing his now I think it might more be. big market He's takes. such a California guy right now. He's such a California guy. Um, I don't know if you guys saw this one over the weekend, but... Do, Jim, you, quick, do we have to start calling him San, the Santa Anta winds? Oh. <laughs> so dumb, but yes, we have to. Don't um, worry, I interrupted this, the show for that. It's all, well, you, I, I appreciate that you did. Joe Lacob, noted owner of the Warriors and Ayn Rand fan, super fan. He is fined. <laughs> That's an important detail here because he was fined by the powers that be oh for gosh. speaking the truth. Oh. Well, his truth, at least. He, he went on. It's actually hilarious. Orwellian, is it not? People don't know this. So he went on Andre Iguodala's podcast, and this is where he made the comment that the NBA, it's unfair. This luxury tax, it's unfair because, of course, it hurts him more than anyone. Oh. Although, to his credit. Doesn't care. He keeps spending t- ridiculous, copious amounts of money. And by the way, he's not the richest owner. He's not even close. Yes. And yet he's still doing this. Nonetheless, nonetheless. <sighs> he goes in and complains like, oh, it's unfair what they're doing to us. The NBA just straight up find him. Now, I want to say my, there's a lot of layers to this story. I know you have some good takes on it. Good. My number one thing, anytime we have any of these people on, a player, a person in the front office, you know, somebody on the coaching staff, my first thought always is like, It'd really suck if I just cost Michael Malone five hundred thousand oh. dollars. Like he'll never talk to me again if I accidentally entrap him. Well, that, I mean, that's a good reason I'm I'm never on those shows <laughs> so, because there's a monetary risk involved. I'd like, like some like innocuous comment too. You're just oh. like, oh, you know, what did you think of uh, Durant? Durant? Yeah, that Durant, Durant stuff is yeah, really annoying, like, right? And they're like, Haha, yeah, fifty grand. Fifty grand, <laughs> right off the top. You're like, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, isn't it funny that just everything is the same thing everywhere all the time? Uh, basically, now his complaint is the complaint that of the billionaire um, as far as the U.S. <laughs> taxes are concerned. Unfair, yeah. being yeah. unfairly taxed. He doesn't like we're paying any taxes. more than our fair yeah. share. Yes. Uh, but it is uh, that the whole discourse is. He really named right. his dog John Galt, which, if you don't know, is. Uh, one of the main characters of Ayn Rand's, one of Ayn, Ayn, Ayn Rand's novels. Yeah, Atlas Shrugged. So he is very into this anti-taxing wow. philosophy. That's rough, <laughs> It's core man. to who he is. That is rough. He really is. Mean. Like, Mr. Burns would be a great, like, way to describe who Joe Lacob is. But a winner. I, like, uh, Mr. Burns won with, with the softball team when the, <laughs> he got all of those players. So I guess he is Mr. Burns. That's uh, perfect. Um, but so your point when we were talking about this a little bit before the show, we did the show before the show. Um, this is the NBA's way of like, he has a good point. We can't let it get out. Yes. That's the thing is that they're like, yo, listen, obviously the public is going to side with you on this. You can't taint the discourse and have the court of public opinion weighing in. Uh, like we can't have the details of this can't come out of. Stephen A. Smith's mouth. It can't be retweeted by, by Brian Windhorst. We can't have all of these people like yelling and screaming about it. I mean, if you want to know what that looks like, it's the Comcast dispute here in Denver. Like, <laughs> you have like just people trying to do their jobs that are being demonized and having to like answer for all of these like bizarre things they're not involved with. Anyway, so the NBA wants to, to squash any of that. You can't have any mention of it. It has to be completely behind closed doors, which makes it seem 
all the more nefarious and all the more involved with the Illuminati. <laughs> it might be the Illuminati. I, For the record, I don't think he has a point that the luxury tax system is unfair, this or that. Like, he's just making a point of like, look, I built a good team and now I'm going to keep it together. It's going to cost a lot. Like, there's a road. The thing that sucks about the Nuggets is that they really did this the slow, the true slow way, and that they went through the draft. And one injury to, to Michael or to Jamal Murray, it makes it so that the timeline, the Nuggets are going to have the three max contracts and all of this. And you're like, yeah, but this is when the window should open. If the yeah. Nuggets are good, the Nuggets are going to fill this way. Like Josh Kroenke is going to steal this line. Well, he won't now because he he'll get fined. But he'll steal this line. Say the Nuggets win this year and they win next year, and they have to go to a third repeater tax. And you're thinking, did they add any players? No. They just kept the players that they drafted, developed, and did all this stuff, and they're going to have this. Yeah. So he has this point in that the NBA has set it up so that you can only get so good before it becomes ridiculously expensive. Yes, because they want parity. They want parity because they're looking out for a league. He's looking out right. for an entity. Yes, he is. This oh. Also, if you want to talk about unfair, the Warriors are unfair. The Warriors happened to get Kevin Durant's free agency in the one year where the cap spiked because the players didn't want to do smoothing, and that's the only reason he has the super team. So he's done some smart things along, but also They're cuts also, his enormous they also, break. They also are in a very desirable location. Yeah. They also are in a place that is uh, where the money uh, in that location is so completely uh, just out of whack as I mean as compared to say I don't know Utah or right. Denver Silicon Valley being there like the, the the amount of money that they can just generate the amount of the money Silicon that... Valley piece is actually important because this is another thing that people don't understand about the Warriors people everybody understands you want to go to LA because who's there Hollywood all the actors like you yep. can be in movies and commercials and yep. industry but also supermodels like the parties yep. are a hundred times better because the women are more attractive and it's summer all the time out there so that's an advantage everybody understands. Silicon Valley has a business advantage there. Yes. Like Kevin hey, Durant you can invest is in Uber. Yeah, Kevin Durant is significantly wealthier than most people realize. In part, I mean, he's had some good business partners, made some great moves. I'm not trying to take away from him. obviously a great player, but that was augmented by his three years he got to go to the Bay and just be like yes. everybody's first call for hey, we have a can't miss opportunity. Listen, we have we have been party to, we've known of like. Andre Iguodala's investment right. group right, talking right. to tech firms about right. like when you're there, you know, like the business is based entirely off of relationships. Yeah. Like you're talking to people who have money, they want to move their money around. You're right. there, you're there, you're top of mind. Absolutely. I mean, so they have a million built-in advantages, but they do have this one disadvantage, which is that not, it's going to cost they them have a no lot. Soul. They're not cool. Like they're me. not. They're not cool. The war, are the warriors cool? Oh, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that soon here in a little bit. The last one I have here, Charles Barkley. Maybe moving on, a very preliminary, but maybe moving on from inside the NBA. I got to say, man, like I've gone through my Barkley cycle. There was a time when I didn't enjoy him and I got mad. And I still, it's still annoying some of his takes. But now, like really over the last Integral. like seven, eight years, you kind of just go like, dude, the guy's like so good at this, man. He's so funny. It's, it's To lose him would be a bummer. Honestly, I think the NBA losing him, it would be irreplaceable to the NBA. He is now iconic. He's been around long enough, as you say. Like you, everyone has gone through a Barkley cycle. You hear him first; he sounds very dumb, just in the way that he talks. <laughs> yeah. But then he says the funniest things that you're just not expecting, which are so like much quicker and much smarter than you expect from him. And then the longer, you, then obviously he's one of the greatest players to ever play. He knows a great deal about what's going on on the basketball court. 
but then he also has just like he's a he's an old head that like doesn't care and is annoyed by the new right. guy. So it's just like all of these levels of it's all of it. Yeah, but then he's just like everybody's uncle just talking shit all the time, but like on the biggest show in the world, and it's like always entertaining. There's always something where you're like, oh my god, like what did this guy just say? But you love it. Yes, if he moved on, it'd be terrible. If you were just left with Sha- like Shaq without Barkley is just like uh, like oh a, he's the worst. Just Honestly, like a mean, like he's just like a dick. Yeah, yeah, he's right. Not, yeah, yeah. And, but mean. he has to have somebody that's like all Barkley's worst qualities. I've never thought Shaq was funny. Even as a player, everybody always be like, you know, it's this or that. I think he has the secret. You know what Shaq has? If you laugh, people, and this is like a total Nathan Fielder (laughs) thing. If you laugh, other people feel compelled to laugh. That's like a peer pressure. Don't be the one to stick out. So he'll tell a joke and laugh the loudest. And then everyone else laughs along. I'm telling you, it's Shaq's secret. Uh, I agree. I've tapped it. it, But the, the, Charles Barkley is the closest thing they could have to counterbalance the presence in the NBA that Shaquille O'Neal is. And Shaq is like so deeply prideful, which is his problem. Yeah, he's oh, like, so insecure. You can't like make fun of him for yeah, some reason. Like, um, But Chuck can because he's like, Shaq has won whatever, but Charles Barkley was a better player. In, in like, I'll, I, I'll fight this. Then word. Shaquille O'Neal? Shaquille O'Neal is just a big guy. Like this is, I'm talking about <laughs> skill. Like Ch- Charles Barkley possessed more skill than Shaquille Charles, O'Neal. People, Charles Barkley was like Zion. He also was a freak athlete. Yes, but he could Tim make Grover, shots. Tim shit. Grover said that Ch- Chuck was more athletic than Michael Jordan. He was insanely athletic and he could make shots yeah. and he could do everything on the basketball court. Uh, but the point being is that like, if you lose that, then Shaq is just bullies everybody. It's like Adam yeah, just on me. this set. That's right. I am, <laughs> is that I, what you want? Wait, yeah, do you want this show? That's the worst. <laughs> Nuggets fans, your home for Denver sports coverage is partnering with, a leader, partnering with a leader in sports merchandise and collectibles. The DMVR team is... Teamed up with FOCO, uh, just like Fort Collins, it sounds like it, but it's not actually related in any it capacity. Just, it warms my heart every time that somebody <laughs> says, in this company, glowingly says FOCO. FOCO, <laughs> FOCO, F-O-C-O, FOCO, to secure your access to the best collectibles and gear around. Celebrate the Nuggets' is back-to-back MVP. His name? Uh, Nikola Jokic. Let's go. He's the MVP. With the Jokic MVP bobblehead, or you can also go and get the Joe Sackick one, or even better, the best one they have yet. And nine of them total, Avs players holding up the cup. They've got Kadri. They've got Landeskog. They've got McKinnon. They've got Makar. I'm still go. waiting for you to say something that's better than back-to-back MVP. Well, there, there's okay. nothing better than that. But I okay. well, well, you, they're you holding, prefaced it that way. Well, they're holding the cup, so that's why. Well, listen. We any all of those, our own thoughts. Uh, any of those are great. Head over to foco.com, F-O-C-O, foco.com, or click the link in the YouTube description below. Use promo code DNVR to get 10% off of non-pre-sale items. They got all kinds of cool stuff there. Bobble, bobbleheads, absolute goat. Check them out. Also, want to tell you guys about the presenting sponsor of this show, DraftKings Sportsbook. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer with tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports. You can feel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. (laughs) Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. If you make a first bet, up to $1,000. And if it doesn't win, you get another shot to cash in. Uh, You can throw down on the major action of golf, Golf is the best thing to, to bet on right now. Baseball, well, you can also bet on baseball. MMA, uh, plus you got same game parlay, so you can make multiple bets on the same game. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Deposit, withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code DNVR. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet to $1,000. That's promo code DNVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. You know what DraftKings is for me? It's an ATM machine. It is an ATM machine. I've only made money on DraftKings. 
Really? Over over the course of my life. You've oh. only made money. In aggregate. Oh, okay. I got you. I've not won it. I was like, wow, that's really impressive. You've been with me every night. <laughs> that's We've so lost true. many bets. I've together. seen you cry before right there with the phone I'm in your hand. I'm an emotional person. You are very emotional. You're very fragile. Um, all right. Segment two here. We'll make it a little bit shorter one because we want to get to the haters. But I know that's what everybody's tuned in for. Real quick, shorter segment here. The 76ers have a new building that they just announced they're going to be building. First of all, Eric, guess. They're starting a new construction on a new building. When will they move into this new building? I just want to give everybody's expectations, make it appropriate See, here. What, what is this year? 2022. This is 2022, and it's the Philadelphia 76ers. It is the 76ers. And it's happening on the East Coast. It, <laughs> that's an important detail. Yes, it is. Okay. Uh, building on the East Coast, bit of a nightmare. Uh, people don't realize this. Building anywhere in America right now, a nightmare. Okay. So I'm going to say... You said it's 2022, right? 2022. Uh, I think they're going to play 2022 this year. They're going to build it that fast? <laughs> wow. I don't understand anything. Uh, uh, no, Allie, I would guess five years from now. Allie, when do you think this, the, the 76ers will move into their new arena? Do you already know? Yeah, it got sent in my family group chat. Oh, did it really? So, yeah. So, so you know. 2031. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so exciting new development. This is how things go. We're going to have it ready here in just under a decade that they will move in. So the reason I bring this up is, you know, the Nuggets and Josh Kroenke, one of the things that came out of his presser was his thing about practice facility. It's been on our radar. Guys, plans. We don't have anything to share just yet. Plans are in the works. When I heard that, in addition to some of the notes on River Mile, as well as another development, I believe, just to the south of River Mile, which is going to be where some of this Kroenke-owned development is. Those plans, the reason he can't share the information with you, even though they might have been in the works for four or five years, right. is because these projects, for a myriad of reasons, are decades-long projects. I will say, though, their lease at Wells Fargo Center expires in 2031. And they don't start for like one year before they break ground. So really, it's only going to be like seven years of construction. <laughs> before it's not gonna be a it's full like nine. dia it is like dia it totally is like dia man i know it well, looks I, cool though i brought it up on the like they're i don't know the mock-up imagine, of it imagine though if you will okay. i just got back from europe yeah you did imagine if uh, twitter existed in the time of uh the roman oh yeah and they were like hey we're breaking ground on a new coliseum this will be done 100 years <laughs> <laughs> there's a new cathedral we're building. we're building it'll be done three generations from now that's true that's true yes, I, you understand that's that. a great perspective thank you the pyramids <laughs> took no short of 500 years to build what if we? there was a tweet from yeah. ramses when he was exactly <laughs> taking forever this is bs <laughs> This is something we talked about on the Denver Sports Podcast today about the Broncos probably getting a new stadium yeah. and it being outside of the city. Lame. Right down in the middle of yeah. the city, which I think most of us are more in favor for all around for every city. Of course. The Broncos moving out to the boonies, by uh. the way, could make the Broncos lamer. Yeah. Like, it could, if, the, if the Nuggets end up being right downtown and all of them, they have the whole district and everything else. You got McGregor Square. And then the Broncos are that team you have to drive past DIA to go to. Like Dude. The Broncos do become lamer. They so much like, oh, I don't even want to consider that. It reality. just takes away the ability for like the casual fan. It's like, just and, and it, I mean, obviously the Broncos don't need that because it'll still be sold out every game, but re it just isn't as fun. I for... remember vividly the first time I ever drove to Denver from Fort Collins and that when you're going on I-25 and you hit that bend and you drive right by what was then Mile High Stadium is now currently... Uh, sports authority, <laughs> Invesca, yeah. no, whatever. It's Invesco. Uh, but it's just like Empowered. it's just Empowered. It, there is there is a lot of power to it. Is there not? Oh like as God. you go around the bend, it's like it's, it's just so dumb. 
it's just I don't know. It's like yeah. cool that it it gives there's soul. This is there's a soul to sports. Yeah. There's just it's not just business people. Uh, you hear that Walmart uh, family? Like it's not just business. Like there is something so cool about the the heartbeat of the city happening in the stadium that like when I lived in Boston for a short time and there was a Red Sox Yankees game, that city was on fire. Literally also, but it was just like, there were helicopters going around. Like you just felt it. You felt a pulse of the palpable excitement throughout the city. And like, even like when you're driving by uh, the game at night and the lights are on, you can see the crowd. Like it's cool, man. It like feels like something it's unifying. And like, Moving it way out, I mean, I don't know. I mean, yeah. yeah the, also, by the way, like, we've beat up on altitude a lot in the Cronkies specifically for this lockout. And I still, like, my still default take is I don't care whose fault it is. Like, yeah, this should happen and you guys own the team, so figure it out. But there is this level, too, of the Comcast angle of this, which is, like, I understand that you can squeeze this company out. Yes. But there's also, like, I'm it's weird to say this. People are going to get bad in the comments for this. I'm more of a capitalist than like your average, maybe 30 year old or this or that. But I understand this idea of like, you can have the right to try to make a profit off of whatever it is you're building, but you still have a responsibility to the people who consume your product. And this is what the thing about like, if you're Comcast right now, their whole thing is yes, but we could get more or we could squeeze you. It's like, you could, this and is, that's this, business, this but is, the lines aren't always supply and demand. Sometimes it's like, are, is this the right thing? This is the problem is that uh, businesses and corporations are people as recognized <laughs> by the tax laws, right. but they're not people in that they don't have humanity. Right. They don't, they don't. they're not like, it, the question is not like, should we do this? And right. It's like, and it can't, like, if you're talking about raw capitalism, it can't you're like your only uh, your only obligation is to yourself. When and I your say tax these words your... are all loaded, all I'm saying is I I understand a company's right to want to maximize profits, but it has to be weighed to me within the like what yes, is the broader of thing, course. and that's why like moving out to DIA to have a football stadium might actually make some financial sense or maybe logistical it's, sense it's or whatever. Art versus but science. it's but it's just lamer. It's, it's just objectively there lamer. are things that are not quantifiable. Well, vibes. So, for so getting back to the 76er thing and why it pertains to the Nuggets, privately funded arena. So this is not going to be taking on taxpayer dollars, which one wouldn't fly in Philadelphia anyway, but two I feel like is kind of. We'll see how the market turn changes everything, but I feel like we're kind of in the era of privately funded arenas. I hope, I hope, I, fingers crossed. Of, of course, it, it, there's nothing more absurd than the idea that owners ask for people to pay for their own stadiums. Oh, but it'll bring money into the to coffee shops, Eric. The biggest scam it's of so all dumb. time. It's the dumbest. It, again, it's because it's what you can get away with of versus course. what you should get away with. Um, it's a local developer. So here's the story to the 76ers. And again, I'm kind of taking bullet points from the uh, ESPN article today that I thought was very good. If you want more information, you can go there. They tried to do this at a place called Penn's Landing, which I take it as like McGregor Square of, of Philadelphia. Is that is that more or less accurate, Allie? Yeah. Penn, Penn's Landing. They tried to do it there. It's not there now. They tried to do a development there and it fell through. And they said, you know, they had to learn some lessons from this. So behind the scenes, they tried to get this approved earlier. It didn't work out. One of the big things that they learned from that experience, they hired these people from New York to do the development. And they're like, they just didn't know Philly. Right. They didn't know, they. it's not just that they didn't know the soul of it and they right. didn't make it, but they, they also the didn't rules. know how to navigate yes. it. They didn't know the right people to pull on. So who did they end up getting for this new one? A guy named David Adelman, funny, not the same David Adelman, but ironic name there anyway. Diehard 76ers fan, 
season ticket holder for like 20 years, and he's been a real estate developer for 10, 15 years in the Philadelphia area. So he kind of like this is what he does. He just happens to be this. And this is a quote from from the article. He says, honestly, when Penn's Landing happened, yeah, I think one of the shortcomings was they realized there was no Philadelphia person running the process. And no disrespect to New York or anywhere else, but like you need local. And I just love this one. And Adelman, he calls it a legacy project that he can like, he's going to build this. And when he passes on, his kids and grandkids will be like, my family built this building. So there's like this thing to it. Cheesy as it may be. To me, I actually love this, and I hate Philly. I yeah. hate Philadelphia. I hate the 76ers. He's asking people want, to trust the process. Is he he's asking, but he's also saying, and, and this is one thing I think the Cronkies can do a better job of, is I don't always feel like the Colorado fingerprints are on their teams. Like, I feel like they need more Colorado people in yes. the building. Yes. But this is an, an interesting thing of saying, like, one of the main things we learned from our previous failure was we need Colorado, or we need Philly to be the ones driving this. And I just, I, to me, I, I read that and I go, nine years from now, they're going to have a great little a great little facility. It's going to be nice, isn't it? Oh, my goodness. Uh, Joel Embiid will be retired for seven years at that point. <laughs> Jesus. It's going to be beautiful. That's what, that's what the chat's saying. That Joel won't even play in that. I mean, it's probably true, though, but this is what I was talking about with the training facility when he was, when Josh Kroenke was like, we have plans. I was like, guys, if they have plans, but not it's not actually going now, Yoke will be retired by the time that these plans no come to fruition. So it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It almost doesn't matter. Um, but nonetheless, I don't know what the Nuggets' plans are with that River Mile or whatever the development is that is going to be on Elitch's that's not River Mile but adjacent to it. But I do hope that it is one of those things that is like, hey, there's a soul to this. Yes, you're going to maximize profits. You're going to do all this too. But I hope there is a soul to it. Mm-hmm. That this comes up all the time in our world. It's just the, the difference between a sports franchise as a business and just another right. business as a business. The the thing that is, you know, anytime we end up talking about the Cronkies, it always comes up like, what is the actual obligation of the sports owner to the city that he is he she is setting up their business in? Like, and it's deeper than any other business. It really is because it provides so much identity to the city. Uh, so much identity to the people themselves. Right. And when you, I mean, it, 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 this just is, is seen time and time and time and time and time and time again. Every human, it, it, like every human, um, I don't know, uh, thing that they go after is, is all the same. Right. Uh, there's a th- there's the, the idea, the core, and that at a certain point, <clears throat> because capitalism is the way that it is and just our human society is the way that it is, right. everybody has to eat. Right. You have the creator and the consumer in right. capitalism, and then it's a stream that flows, and the, as many people can drink from that as possible. Right. And so, like... <clears throat> It just things get, get watered down. The soul gets lost, and then you, you because of you want to make sure you can have as much right. water flowing as possible. As many people can drink from it, and things lose their way. You just hope that people in charge of things that are so monumental to things outside of just capitalism recognize right. this and and make choices based on this. So I was on Reddit earlier today on the Nuggets Reddit and somebody had a post on there about DVR and they're like I love the content I love everything but does anyone know how they make this work how they like how does this work that they're doing this and it's kind of funny man because what you're talking about here these are conversations. Like the management team of DNVR really is in this room here. I mean there's other people too RK's not here but Ali behind the camera here behind her doing this. What's funny is I always hear people will talk that maybe they have a They've heard something about Brandon Spano or this or that. Brandon Spano is the money of the 
of the team. Like we, he he doesn't even know what's going on with the company. I give him a report every month about like this, and he's like, "Oh, I had no idea we were even doing." It, and then moves on. He just keeps moving on. His thing is he drives. He tries to be like, "How do I make this profitable? How yes. do I find investors? How do I find marketing? How do I sell? How do I scale?" Yeah. Eric makes a shirt. How do I sell ten times more than he would if he was just putting them out on Twitter or this or that? Like everything, he's just maximizing it, and that's honestly the secret sauce to the company. Is but what the reason I bring it up is. Because what you're talking about, these conversations, when we expanded to PHNX and then yep. Ultimate CHO, we had people even we respect, we could see subtweeting us like, oh, I hope they don't lose their soul in doing this. Like, oh, this is classic. Now you go corporate and it's going to be diluted. We have an enormous amount of conversations about like, we can't, the number one thing is we can't lose. This can't get diluted. And it's honestly like extremely stressful thing. So it's front of mind. But to your point, this is the point about we feel like obviously we have to make profits and pay people full salaries. We're not we doing, like to pay people. We like to pay people. This is not. This is probably the only place in town that doesn't have like somebody working for free or for exposure or something like I, that. I, by, I do not get paid for this. Well, shit. for Eric, Eric's getting some great exposure <laughs> <laughs> right now. But that's the whole point. Is like you have for us. We are one hundred percent focused on the soul of our company yes. and one hundred percent focused on the uh, the like profit of the company at the yes. same time. Yes. And they. And if they ever cross, it creates enormous conflict behind yes. the scenes. I yes. will also add that a big thing that we will always do, going back to what you guys were saying about keeping it Philly, keeping it Denver, is we will always hire the people of yes. each city to represent that city. Like it's not, and that's what we talked about when with right. VHX next sons and everything like that. Like it wasn't Adam and Eric running that. It's we hired the we people in Phoenix. Phoenix we're just shooting on the that. suns the we're entire like, time. We're like, here's a picture of Devin Booker for you idiots. Cause he's such a, <laughs> it says MVP. For that exact reason. He's not, he's not the MVP. It actually says, uh, not the MVP. Welcome to your new PHNX podcast about the stupid fucking sons. <laughs> we shouldn't do that. We should do a wacky. What's a freaky Friday day where we just host like one day where we host the sun. Show. Ooh, oh, I like that. That would and be just funny. Never, don't tell anybody about it. Just a like, flip. They're like, who the hell are these guys? <laughs> that uh, would be good with all. That all would teams. be a lot of fun to do for PHNX and not at all fun to have them do for DNVR. <laughs> oh, yeah, because even in our meetings today, there's all these jokes. And, and that's something that I do love, though, is that everyone can joke around, especially the I wasn't Suns joking. and Nuggets. I did not I, I, I was, I did not I was not joking. I meant everything serious. I said about <laughs> How dumb the sons are. Um, all right, let's get to the haters guide, guys. Uh, One more break. Eric, will you stretch? Will you get loose here? Will you, uh, uh, you, will you channel I'm, your I'm haters? War I'm warming up my haters cackle. Did you not Please, hear that? I heard it. I heard it. Guys. It's very loud. You guys heard about the the American Raptors at Infinity Park. It's a rugby club composed of crossover athletes who ended their first season at 5-5. Five and five. It's perfectly average. Listen. It's perfectly Did listen. they have a losing record? You t uh, no, they did not. By the numbers? No, no, they, did no they did not. Five and five. Uh, pretty great for former athletes coming together for the first time and putting their skills to the test. It actually is pretty badass. Can you imagine how badass it would be to be such a good athlete that you could go 500 in a sport you've never played? Mm, like me. Professionally. Uh, me, a noted tennis player, could just cross over to the yeah. world of golf seamlessly. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> there you go. <laughs> athletes like Eric. <laughs> Right here, we're two sport athletes. <laughs> if you haven't heard American Raptors, athlete, Rugby man. Town USA's newest rugby team. They're athletes who compete at the highest level of respective sports like football, basketball, baseball, wrestling, soccer, track and field, and skiing. And these guys have then converted themselves into being great 
uh, rugby players. We also have Colton Strickler, who's got you covered for all things Raptors right here at DNVR, the DNVR Rugby Podcast. Hit that subscribe button, check them out. Uh, he even does some one-on-one, one-on-ones type stuff uh, where you can learn the game of American rugby. What is the difference? We'll find out. We'll find out together <laughs> on the show. Uh, so check all of that out. American Raptors. Also want to tell you guys about Athletic Greens. Actually, Eric, do you want to tell us? I would that? love to tell you about yeah. Athletic You know, I started off my day-to-day out. With some kale? Started off with some kale. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, a great number of adaptogens, as I've been told. Wow. I listen. I start off literally every day with a glass full of Athletic Greens. Can I, I see put those the, nails? I put it in the same oh, glass every day. Gosh, I wash the. I, I wash it sometimes yeah. with this glass. Fill eight ounces of cold water, one scoop of Athletic Greens that I pull from uh, what almost looks like an urn, a Athletic Greens urn from my uh, fridge. Open up one scoop, uh, mix it up with a knife because I'm not fancy. What do I, You're really giving us an inside look. I want at people your to understand how I start routine. my day. You want to know something funny though about the stir? So you do knife, can't do it. Can't do it. Not only can I not do the knife, I can't do the little spoon. I do the big spoon for any type of stirring. Any stir. Any but stirring. Why? Why? Coffee and milk, coffee and a little creamer in there. Stir. You have a stir big, big. I, I'm just. I don't know because it. It mixes better. Oh, here's Nothing worse than when you put coffee in and then you drink like creamer and you're like, oh, it didn't. Here's what if you're that. at a fancy restaurant and they give you a small spoon? Do you uh, ask how, for a, a restaurant, big spoon? I'm principled. I, it, I'm not that principled. <laughs> okay, when, I just when see, Rome, we needed to know. We needed to know. But at home. So, Big spoon, every uh, time. But anyway, the, one, the nice thing about Athletic Greens is that because they've somehow uh, engineered a such a space age level yeah. product, the, fi- the like the the um, powder itself is so fine it mixes in right away. Have you yeah. noticed this? I have. Yeah, it is. It mixes, mixes in so it's so very easy. It's, it's funny you say that. You're right. Mix it, it in, it, no problem. Dissolves, yeah. Drink it down, delicious. I, I mean, put has an like ice a, cube in it and yeah. just shake it, and oh, it works. Do? Yeah, has a nice tangy taste to yeah, it. it does. Um, and you feel, I've said this before, you feel accomplished. Like hmm. you've done something. I'm like, oh, might as well take, give myself a five minute break after well, there taking you go. athletic greens. I love it. All right. Um, back here, third segment. I, I will say one other thing though, that I, the big spoon for the stir, mac and cheese, <laughs> wooden spoon. Yeah. What? Listen. Because you know why you take the bite to make sure it tastes right? You know, it's perfectly, Listen. on a wooden spoon, unbelievable. Listen. I don't eat the whole bowl with a wooden spoon. Listen, I'll, I'll preface this by saying I'm not a child or a college student, so yeah. I haven't eaten mac and cheese in uh, 20 odd years. I, I eat mac and cheese once a week because I have daughters that eat it, and so of course I eat child. it. You know, yeah, child, and yeah. you're, they're children. Do you put we also have there. meatballs. One of the meat meals they eat is just meatballs. Like from Costco? Yeah, and then you put some marinara bat, sauce did on you put it in the air fryer? No. We make it, well, Sheila has this whole way of doing it. The whole it. thing, all right. I don't, yeah, I, don't want, I don't want to step on that. Wooden spoon, though. Um, all right, the haters guide. Eric, you're known to hate all of the teams besides oh, the Nuggets. Bro. I'm more hate than man. You are more hate than man. Which is not saying much. I'm barely man. So, but you would say you love the Nuggets, yes? I would say, uh, in the pantheon of things that I love in this world, the Nuggets are much higher than they should be. <laughs> I'm including things like family, oxygen, just food, <laughs> water. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they're well above that. Ali, can you do me a favor? Can you open up a doc? We might make this into a graphic. Can you make open up a doc and just take notes here on what Eric ranks? These are Eric's rankings. I'm just here to go. Oh, man. Now, you... number, I'm going to, let's reverse this. I will say, there are some teams that I have no feelings about. One, we should make one, is one hate or love, in your opinion, on a scale of one to ten? Uh, the le- Intuitively. You get less when you are hated. So, All right, so one. One is So hate, one is ten the is supreme hate. Ten would be love as much as you love the Denver Nuggets. I don't think any teams are going to get a ten. That, <laughs> I'd be surprised. I would be very surprised. So we're going to go in order. The Miami Heat. Miami Heat, uh, they are a three. 
I do not like the Miami Heat. Really? Over the last season, they've well, showed to me. you're right. Well, the Miami well, Heat, the, I view the Miami Heat as a team of perennial front runners of players that value lifestyle over competition, but then somehow they always get to sort of like skate by. They got LeBron to come. They're always like kind That's of around. True. They're just like, they're sneaky L.A. You know the thing though about my the LeBron aspect of this is I feel like Miami kind of hates LeBron too, and so I kind of like them for that. Yeah, but the Marcus Morris, Marquise Morris, I mean, like this whole thing. Like, but here's the other thing about the Miami Heat: those players didn't exactly come to his defense. Like so, their comments and stuff were kind of like, "Hey, man, we like you." Cut. So <laughs> in your mind, you like the Miami Heat because they themselves don't like Marquise Morris. <laughs> I here's the other part of this. There's so many teams I don't like in the East, and the Heat I like more than them. So I kind of like, dude. They they're are, my they're my I, champion. You know what I mean? Like I need I need them to beat Lakers the ones East. I hate. They are Lakers East. All right, you've yours, yours is a three. Three. I would, I would go more a five. I'm more neutral on them. I don't right, hate well, them. You know Can what? we clarify? Ten is love. Ten is ten love. Is, okay. Ten is love. Because I'm giving my chat love. just wants to know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ten is love. One is a supreme hate. Uh, I'm curious what the chat, how the chat feels about about them. People are man. People they're feeling are, they're around the same. Yeah, man. People three, don't. four. Yeah, this is the people. Four, I am the people. Right. The Washington Wizards, coached by Wes Unsell, oh, featuring Monte Morris and Will Barton. Dude, the Washington, but also Kyle Kuzma. The Washington Wizards for me are a solid five. They are a meh. They exist, and I know that they exist because we play them twice a year. They also have Chris Stapps, which kind of lowers the score Who a little cares, bit. Dude. They're, Getting mad about the Wizards is just means that you have anger problems. <laughs> I'm gonna give them a six. They like, above average. Yeah, they like they because have less you like on less on I, And I like Monte. I like Barton. I don't like that they keep trying to take our stuff. <laughs> well, I think we're kind of giving them our stuff. I think well, we are now, but they t- they tried to take Conley. They did take. Barton. Oh, that's they a good point. They did take Morris. They did take. Like get get your own stuff, man. Their G League team is called the Go Go. I think that's cool. <laughs> Does that do anything for you? Yeah, a little. You saw me giggle. <laughs> I saw you giggle. The Toronto Raptors. Toronto Raptors. This is, oh, man. See, you this keep is- serving <laughs> me up things that give me these. So the Toronto Raptors. We're going East Conference, Eastern Conference first. So, it'll so be Toronto easier. Raptors, like another five, a six maybe. But, like, they took Masai. And, but they, the, the other thing that Toronto Raptors You know Raptors what, though? Did, this is like, Masai went to, he, the Nuggets didn't do, treat him right, you know. Like this is what I don't care. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like I, the, the, the abusive boyfriend isn't like. Yeah, she was this, right. This is more like your buddy lost a girl he should have never lost, but he learned from it. But he I'm I'm the buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I lost the girl. <laughs> well, hopefully you learned from it. <laughs> I didn't learn anything. Yeah. I keep losing my girls. You were a very selfish lover. <laughs> well, that's never gonna change. I still want love. All right, what do you have here? They got Gary Trent Jr., Pascal Siakam, Nick I Nurse. Mean, Nick Nurse is kind of cool. He's annoying. He's kind of annoying. He's such a douche. He's not. He just looks I like I said a one. six, a six. More positive than negative, but not great. Um, so you said six? Six. Here's the thing about the Raptors. Their fans are really annoying, man. Their fans are like Utah Jazz fans. You just said Canadians are annoying. They are, though. They're like the weird. They're the, I, usually Canadians are great, but this is a weird example. Oh, I hope of this it. is the one episode that Jamal misses. <laughs> <laughs> the one episode he misses. I hope so, too. I'm going to give them a six, too. I'm going to give them a six. All right. Uh, Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, Let's go. Burr, 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 burr. Revel in your two, you bastards. <laughs> oh, only a two. All right, a one. You, you guys suck. <laughs> Philadelphia. I Philadelphia is a team that I... And it's funny because... Uh, they love the hate, though, so... 
They, they do. They, they love that. This oh. is actually. I'm feeding them. This yeah. is the, the, the greatest <laughs> they've ever. Uh, it all started with. Nikola Jokic and Joel Embiid. We know the story very well. Uh, the first time that Nikola Jokic was awarded first team All NBA, uh, Spike Eskin took note of Denver as a place <laughs> to focus his ire upon. He started to talk about how. I gotta be honest. I'm on Spike's side on these ones, man. His trolls are so fun. They're like Nathan Fielder trolls, and everyone falls for him. No, but he's like uh, talking about how the all of. Well, maybe you're right. All the same. <laughs> I was going to say, he's not serious. But he is serious. He's, he's but he's but he is. But he is. But he picked Denver specifically. Anyway, yeah. they get a one. Uh, Spike, that's your fault. <laughs> it's not, Spike and, raises him up to a 1.1 for me. I actually like, here's the thing. Joel Embiid, kind of a phony. Process. Kind of a phony. Daryl Morey, oh my God, are you kidding me? Like, this guy makes basketball the lamest oh version God. of itself possible, even though he's good at his job. And then you've got uh, James Harden, the most... Oh my God, I one. forgot about James Harden. Yeah, James Harden. So to me, it's a 1.1. I bumped him up uh, just a tiny bit, but they have so many qualities I hate. I hate them. They have a lot of qualities. Oh, I, I hate them. Hate. Absolutely despise hate. them. I'm with Jimmy Butler. I, I hate him. I did have to lower your volume. Are, are we back to normal? No. No, no? okay. So we're going to stay at that level? We're still in the Eastern Conference already this <laughs> Anyone curious as to why it's so low? It's because they start yelling. <laughs> All right, Orlando Magic. Oh, this is the funniest one. Where are you at on the Magic? Dude, the Magic are the most, like the most iconic five team of all time. That is the full <laughs> meh of all. How again? If you are up, if you are riled up about the Orlando Magic, you yourself have personal problems. You should look into. The Magic, like if you asked everyone to name every NBA team, I feel like the Magic would they'd, they'd be top. They'd be the la one of the last five names every time, a hundred percent of the time. The Nuggets also. The Nuggets might also be there. Um, they've got Bulbul. They've got R.J. Hampton. They've got. Uh, they have Gary Harris still or no? Did he go somewhere else? I think he's still with. I think he's there. just like a free agent. No, I, I think he know. went there. I think he resigned there. So they got some ex Nuggets. Um, I'm Are we go, talking about old you're stuff, right, man. five. I don't care. I, know, right? I don't even care. Tell like I five, love the, somehow I'm higher on the Monte than I am Gary Harris. This is weird. It is. Weird. Um, the New York Knicks. New York Knicks. I like iconic franchise. Play supposedly in the mecca of basketball. Even though the mecca of basketball somehow produces the worst basketball the country <laughs> is able to watch. Um, they are comically uh, always in their way. They have the worst owner in basketball. They can't ever get their their act together. They took Mello from us, but they gave us a much better package in return. They were wounded much more than we were by that trade. I'm going to give the New York Knicks a six. I like them as a, as a, a franchise. I like their brand. I'm going to give them a five. And it's weird because, like, uh, the thing about them is I just don't care about them. It's, it's wild that they're, right. like, a team I should That's hate. That's what I mean. Like, if they I, ever get good, I'll hate them. I don't have basketball feelings about them, but they are a cool brand. I pity them so much. <laughs> I pity them oh, so much. Oh, New York. <laughs> All right. Uh, the, the Milwaukee Bucks. Milwaukee Bucks. <sighs> kind of unhateable, right? Kind of unhateable. Unless you live in Philadelphia, which we just learned is the most, <laughs> the most hateable place. So their opinion... Notwithstanding, the Milwaukee Bucks. I'm going to give in a seven to an eight to. I love Giannis. I, I'm going to eat as well. This is going to be my highest non-Nuggets uh, ranking. And it's not even like I root for them. Like if the Bucks are playing, I don't actually know. But they are. I said Miami is one of these teams. I'm hoping Milwaukee is the ultimate team to me. Where I'm like, you guys got to do it. You got to fend off all the the other team. You got to beat Brooklyn. You got to beat. Uh, they they the vanquished the Suns. Yeah, they did on our behalf. <laughs> Giannis is just so low. He's the most lovable player in the NBA outside of Jokic. So. You, if you hate Giannis. 
Yeah, you I, have we, problems. We what don't is, like what this is turning out is that this is just a litmus test for your own personality. Of if course, you're a bad is. person. That's it's called our podcast. Does that mean oh. I'm a bad person? <laughs> yes, <laughs> Allie's a bad person. Um, well, Allie get... <laughs> solved. You cracked the code. Um, could, the... Wait, wait. Could I get a reminder of the Knicks? Knicks were six. Kay. Six Knicks. You talked a lot of negative, so I thought Knicks, it would be lower. Okay. He pities them. Um, the Atlanta Hawks. <laughs> the Atlanta Hawks. Five. Keep it moving. Who cares? Nothing to say. Nothing. The one thing I'll say about Atlanta is I think it's a really cool city. They have cool branding. So. They have cool people there. They have I cool don't people think, there. I disagree on both counts. You don't think Atlanta's a cool city? I hate Atlanta. Really? I despise Atlanta. Well, I went there for like two days and had a great time. So maybe I'm not that familiar with it. I went to the Martin Luther King Jr. Memorial, ever, uh, the Eternal Flame. It was out. <laughs> I was like, this sums up Atlanta. <laughs> This is perfect. Well, there you go. I'm giving them a five. I don't really care about them. I, me too. But they, they, they have bad uniforms. They've made terrible decisions. They, they, they suck. But I don't care enough. Man, to we're going to give a lot of fives. I'm going to give a four. You know what? They're below. I don't. They're like below. Them. Indiana Pacers. Indiana Pacers four, again, and six. Wait, what? Talk changing. <laughs> I mean, from four to a six. That's well, a big jump. I'm, like, I'm hovering around the middle. There's a lot of teams that I feel like very neutral on. They're one of these, but I'm trying to differentiate. Do I feel more positively neutral or more negatively neutral? I feel more positive about the Pacers because I find them to be deeply inoffensive. Me too. I'm going to give them a six for that same reason. The Cleveland Cavaliers. I mean, you just feel bad for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Really? <laughs> yes, they had that LeBron stint and everything else has just been unmitigated disaster. Total garbage. Uh, they, when I was a kid, were like... When first started collecting basketball cards, you got like a Cleveland Cavalier. You're like, oh my god, this yeah. sucks. Um, but then they had that whole LeBron thing. But that, like now, it's like, who are they? Like, I I mean, I hate Colin Sexton's haircut. Yeah, yeah I, I hate it. <laughs> uh, their owner is horrible. I can't stand him. Uh, I think he's a really bad owner. Not that you should put this all on it, but Dan Gilbert is like one of my bottom five. Remember when he wrote owners? that thing about? Oh, the... he's the worst. He's the absolute worst. Plus, also like you know, talk, I'm a four. Four. Talk about like bad <laughs> capitalism. He's I like one of the worst four, of them. Four, four. Um, and then on top of that, I think Cleveland is just like a less interesting Philly in terms of like the people there. They're just as like abrasive and, and no, shitty, but, well, but they're there's a difference. less interesting. The thing about people in the Midwest is that they're self-loathing. Yeah, and the pe- the thing about the people on the East Coast <laughs> is that they are so deeply self-loathing that it turns outward. <laughs> Cavs are a four to me. Cavs are a four. Boston Celtics. Oh, this is polarizing because I did live in Boston, as I mentioned yeah. earlier on this podcast, and I had a positive time there. I enjoyed yeah. my time. The Celtics were not good when I was there, yeah. so I never had to to try to decide what side of the fence I was on. I love their. Uh, branding. I love the floor. I love the lore. I'm going to give them a... Ooh, this is tough. This is tough. I'm going to give them a three. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to give them a two. If they won it, I'd be, I, I'd be so mad. But I wouldn't be as mad as like some of these teams will get to, but I don't like Boston. Boston is a great place, but it's filled with horrible people. Uh, but not even horrible people, just horrible sports fans. And they're not even horrible sports fans. They're great sports fans. <laughs> yeah. But they are great because they're so deeply antagonistic because the element that they live in is they, they live in a world that is trying to kill them at all times. Yeah. The um, weather in Boston is not uh, habitable. Right. Habitable. Habitable. Yeah. habitable. Um, it's, it. it's bizarre. Like when I was there, I was like, 
This is where you wanted to land first, huh? <laughs> Could have gone down the. There's a little bit. You like, notice it's getting warmer as we go down here. There's like this was your first yeah. trip. <laughs> You're like, here we are. It's the shittiest place. Um, Brooklyn Nets. Oh man, Brooklyn Nets. Uh, like their branding, like the team, like the concept, like Brooklyn, like it being an underdog, even though it's a super big market team. Have Kevin Durant, have Kyrie Irving, both bad. I'm going to give them a four because they should be lower, but there's, they, they, they fell over themselves so It's this year. Deliciously. This year's Nets. Okay. Like, oh, uh, this year's Nets? Oh, yeah. fuck. Yeah, three. I'll give them uh, two. They're tied with Boston for me. They can't win. They, yeah, can't, they can't win. win. They like, can't it would be win. the worst. I would be so mad if they won. The only reason they're not a one for me is I don't think they will win. So it's like, if I thought they were going to win... I would probably be at a one with them. I hate this team. They're so they do have cool. You're branding. right. I you know what you're you're dragging me down, yeah. and I couldn't be happier. <laughs> I'm sorry. So are you switching yours, like Eric? Okay. Put, give me a two on on. Brooklyn. Do you, do you just want to go one two? Yes, let's make it a one. Okay. You're gonna make it a one? <laughs> well, no, let's make it a two. A two. A two. <laughs> uh, Chicago, Chicago Bulls. This one's a funny one for me. Um. Okay. I don't find them hateable. I kind of like them. Arturis is there. <laughs> I pull for Arturis. I root for him. I don't know why. Yeah. He didn't even talk to us I in Vegas that April. Arturis, what the hell? He was on the phone. Now I have more positive feelings about Chicago because we're involved there. Love Chicago. We're Love biased. Chicago. We're talking about a good city. We're biased now. Isn't that disgusting? Um, You're not, not biased I'm about Phoenix. I'm we're saying. not biased. We're informed. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm going to go... Seven? I was gonna go seven too. Oh I can't seven. go up to the Milwaukee wow. the, zone. The chat is saying seven too. Dude, I'm telling you, I love right. Chicago, and they're just so non-threatening. Like I'm rooting for them. They're a little engine that could, you know? Yeah, that the fourth biggest center of commerce in the country. <laughs> <So> true. <laughs> uh, I am showing the YouTube chat the ranking so far. Cavs. What was it again, Eric? Oh, five. Okay. <laughs> he doesn't care about. I, I had Adam talk. on there, but not. Yeah, either. I was a little lower on him. Uh, Charlotte Hornets. <laughs> Are they in the Orlando Magic Zone? They're in the Orlando Magic Zone, except for like now they're. I actually kind of like them, but the Miles Bridges thing very troubling. Well, if it, it means anything to you, it almost certainly will never play basketball again. Well, but he, I liked him. Oh, uh, well, as a player, you, you thought you did. Yeah, as a player, yeah. I. Yes, I thought I liked him. Oh, he's not on. Mello. You can't factor him. He's not on the team. If yeah, they did, had a freaking uh, Deshaun Watson situation where they're like, you know, God damn it, hold on. But as a team, I kind of liked that team. I was kind of pulling for that team. Romello. I'm going to go six. I'm going to go six. I'm going to go. I'm going to go a five. I just don't care about this team. They're in the Orlando Magic to me, where I'm like, I don't yeah. even notice them. Yeah, fine. Uh, Detroit Pistons. <sighs> this is gonna be a tough wow. one. So and Jeremy Grant makes yeah, me so angry. Is, he's not even there anymore. I know and the residual effect. They're so terrible. They have Cade Cunningham, very interesting player. They actually have some reasons to believe in that squad, but they just seem so down and dumpy all the time. Is it worth my hate to give to a team like the Detroit Pistons? How much hate do I have? I have a lot. Well, we but, haven't even got to the West yet. Where we're oh, you're right. I got to conserve my hate. Gonna I'm going to go five. <laughs> I would go four on Detroit. It probably is a little bit just the Jeremy really hated Colorado and Denver in particular. And, I did, and then like, choosing Detroit, you're just kind of like, there's And then he it. ended up in Portland. And then, yeah. Yeah. So Detroit, it's a four for me. It's a four. It's All a right. four. All right. You ready to get, this is where it gets tough. I hope I saved up enough hate. I hope you did too. <laughs> we, we wasted a few bullets there earlier. Uh, Memphis Grizzlies. 
Oh man, this is terrible. Dude, last year Memphis was like a seven. I'm just telling you they right were now. So to set this a seven, seven and a half last year for the Their vibes were like, oh man, why don't we get out follow a team like the Memphis Grizzlies? And then the offseason happened. Mm. And and John Morant has a Twitter account. Did you notice? <laughs> I didn't notice. And now I find them insufferable. It, 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 the, the light switch flipped off so quickly for me with them. I'm gonna give them a four. I rooted deeply against them. Two and a half Whoa, for me. Two, two and, and a half. half. I'm so anti the Grizzlies. It breaks my heart. It breaks my heart because oh. I love the Grizzlies very recently. But I'm down to a two and a half. I'm just, I can't do it. Um, Dallas Mavericks. This is a weird one. This is a really weird one. How This is a Rorschach a test. One. How do you feel about Luka Doncic? You do think you? that's all it is? Yes, it's, it's the same way we no, evaluated no. the Milwaukee Bucks. No, you've got Jason Kidd there as well. You've got Mark Cuban. I mean, you've got the I city mean. of Dallas. You got a lot of things to factor. My here. problem with the Dallas Mavericks is they they think they're the they think they're up and coming, but we're up and coming. They think they're us, but we're us. I don't think they think they're up and coming. Oh. They think they have Luca, which is true. Well, yeah. Um, so I I'm gonna give a four. I think I don't like Dallas. Well, that's that's <laughs> on the don't like side. I think I don't like them. I think I'm a three and a half. Three and a half. Yeah. Oh, so you you that deep preponderance took half a point off mine. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's exactly how that works. <laughs> oh, you want a toughie? Oh, these boy. are all toughies. Not, none of them are tough. These man. are all toughies. Minnesota Timberwolves. Oh, one <laughs> hate. <laughs> really? I hate them now. Oh my God. Not expect a one for the one. Are they really a one? <laughs> Screw them. They took Conley. They, they take everything. And they got, they put together a preposterous lineup that might work. And if it works, right. it's going to be unstoppable. And if it doesn't work, Tim Conley has ruined that franchise. They get a one. Man, screw you, Alex Rodriguez. Screw you, uh, all of you. The, I've met more uh, 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 surprising amount of broy Timberwolves fans. Like really? I wouldn't describe Minneapolis like a, I don't know it that well. I've been, I had a great time. I really enjoyed it there. Really loved their 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 like downtown nightlife. But I just there's a lot of bros in my experience. Really? Yeah, a lot of broy Timberwolves fans that I meet online that would remind you of a Philly fan. You know? Really? Yeah. yeah. You seem to be reminded by Philly fans all all <laughs> across this great look. nation. Um, they did take Tim Conley. They do have Carl Anthony Towns, who's one of my least favorite players the in all worst. of the NBA. But they also have Anthony Edwards, who's one of my favorite players in all okay. of the NBA. Okay, but he's not our player. I'm going to go three. Three? Go three. They're in the okay. division. I kind of hate them. I kind of don't like them. New Orleans Pelicans. <sighs> New Orleans Pelicans. I have positive feelings about a really? lot of their players. Uh-huh. I like Brandon Ingram. Okay. I'm on record as saying this. That's a wild one to me. I like Brandon Ingram's game. No, no, I don't really like his game. I know. We fight about this all the time. I like Ooh. him. Zion Williamson. Very hard to hate because he hasn't done enough to really uh, put a bad imprint on my brain. I'm going to give them a six. Really? A six. <laughs> I see. I like New Orleans. I like my buddy Christian. I want him to have a good team. I don't team. like him at all. <laughs> I want him to have a good team. Um, who else do I like there? I like Willie Green. Oh, I'm really, I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a four. A four. I'm a four. Okay. Yeah, I'm a four on them. Um, so I actually don't like him as much as you might think. Oh, here's a fun one. Here's a fun one. The Golden State Warriors. Oh, my God. This is terrible. The Golden State Warriors. Oh, this is classic heart versus head. Oh, I Classic wait. heart versus Let's head. Let's see who D-Line listens to. I won a lot of money because of the Golden State Warriors <laughs> last year. I recognize their greatness. I 
bow before it. I love watching Steph Curry play basketball once the Denver Nuggets are out. I enjoy the Splash Brothers. Draymond Green is a generational talent. They play in the same conference as the Denver Nuggets yeah. and represent the biggest hurdle to our ultimate goal. They do. I am going to give the Golden State War. Oh, boy. Whew, this is really... I'm really learning a lot about myself right now. I'm going to give the Golden State Warriors a... A six. I'm gonna give. I feel more positive than negative. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give the Warriors a seven. Oh I'm my god! I'm telling you, my thing is, I want to be the like. It's like a noble kill. You know what I mean? Like it's a. It's a noble battle. Oh, I we, can't. Believe I want myself. to beat them, and I will respect and tip my hat to them. I'm so disgusted by myself. I can't look at myself in the monitor. Right they're now. they're good, man. They're good at what they do. What can I say? Uh, they're good I'm at disgusted. what they do. Disgusted. They're right. again, if they get KD, they're going to be down to like a one again. Like it'll just be one of these uh, ones. Where you're I'll, right. It's not even. I'll, I'll actually only lower them to a three because I won't care. I'll, I'll be like, you guys are too disgusting. I was so mad gonna... at them when we played them in the, the playoffs, and then afterward, it all washed away. I don't know what happened to me. God, they're slick. That Warriors team. Look at how, look at us. The Oklahoma City Thunder. <laughs> Five. Who cares? <laughs> they're slick. They're, they're, they're like the Orlando Magic. I mean, I should hate them just because they're the zombie Celtics. They still yeah. are the Sonics. They, they, yeah. but like, who, like they're so inefficient. Like, who cares? I'll go, Josh Giddy. I'm gonna mad go, about I'm Josh gonna go Giddy? four. Really? I'm gonna go four. You're mad about Josh Giddy. I just they're doing this tanking thing. This it's like, a, but they're not tanking. They're just no, they stockpiling. Are. Well, you're right. You're they're right. doing a trust you're the right. process you're thing right. that I just feel like you're right is bad, and so I have to root against them a little bit. I I will say I watched a game. I watched a Nuggets game in Oklahoma City once, and it was awesome. Everybody was so nice. Like the nicest place I ever been, I couldn't believe it. That raises them up to a four. <laughs> Los Angeles Lakers. Oh my God, zero. Keep going, <laughs> moving on. Do we have to discuss? We this? really don't have to. There, are, one is the lowest we can go, so I'm going a one. If the we one had a, a place I could put them that wasn't a one, if you want to say zero, we can go. I'm going to go zero. All right, I'm go the, zero. The Lakers are the most loathsome, loathsome company in the world. I don't know if they're a company, whatever they are, they're just the worst, absolute worst. In every conceivable way. I hate them ethically. For yeah. ethical reasons. Yes. Also, just enjoyment and personal Philosophically. Reasons. Philosophically. Um, we hate them aesthetically. Oh, so we aesthetically. We hate them uh, spiritually. Yeah. And, like, I don't just want them to have a bad season. I, I want it to be the worst season. I would like the Staples Center to collapse on itself. <laughs> oh, Perfectly wow. without people without in there. Without anybody yeah, in there. Without, without anyone in there. Anyone in there. Unless on. it was full of Lakers fans. And then no. Be, no, 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 no. I didn't mean that at all. <laughs> empty arena. Empty arena. <laughs> the Lakers, I honestly don't know if I have hate in my heart for a team like I have the Lakers. I just don't know if I can do it. You could, The Lakers could trade their entire roster with the Orlando Magic. And then I would hate the Lakers. It could still. trade all of its roster with the Denver Nuggets. Yeah, exactly, it's so true. It's actually true. It's weird, I'd be like, but it is true. Jokic is a fraud. Uh, He's, I can't play defense. Oh my god, I would totally become the anti-Jokic guy. Oh, it'd be the worst. It just looks bad. It's not uh, sexy. Yeah. <laughs> all the toughest arguments. Uh, they're they're the worst that they can possibly be with anything. All right, the Clippers. Two. Two for the Clippers. Why? They're an LA team. That starts you off at a two. That does start you off. <laughs> and then they're, they're like... They're like all the vanity of the Lakers with none of the like... But they also, as we mentioned earlier on the show, they get clowned by everybody. So they there's really something do. about that that's like endearing. Yeah. Yeah. But they're two. <laughs> my, one of my... 
takes I'm most confident in is that I hate Steve Ballmer and I think he's bad. Like Steve Ballmer, he's spending money and this or that. I have long said that he acts the way he does and everyone's like, oh, he's an eccentric. You know, look at this guy. I'm telling you, he read a book once in his youth that said people will respect you more and work harder if you're weird, if you're wacky. Oh. And so he's constantly pretending to be oh, wacky. Like he's acting like he doesn't know how to clap. My shoes? Yeah. <laughs> but really, he's just a complete and total a-hole. And he's like only putting on a part. The way like Joe Lacob has a quote one time. Ethan Strauss interviewed him. And he's like, he was ignoring me and looking off in the distance. And he's like, this is something only a billionaire can understand or something like that. I feel like that's, Dave, that's Balmer. That's Steve Balmer. He just thinks he's something that he's not. Yeah, too. He just arrived at the right place, right time. They are two for me as well. I hate them. Uh, also, they have Marcus Morris. Ah, two. <laughs> Phoenix Suns. Oh, man. Boy, is this tough. It's, it's the easiest one for me. Boy, is this tough. It's not tough at all. <laughs> we just have, I mean, we have, our worlds are bigger now. Are they not, Adam? We're just. <laughs> oh, the world is so, so big. Uh, Phoenix Suns will receive the score of a one from D-Light. <laughs> D-Light <laughs> gives the Phoenix Suns a one. Phoenix Suns, newcomers, showed up to the party late, acting like they'd been there the whole time, over-exuberant, barking like dogs, making fools of themselves, dancing oh. all over the place, getting ousted in the playoffs in such a delicious fashion that I, I kind of makes me like them because they got so humiliated that it lifted me up to a one. <laughs> They're a 1.1 for me. 1. I just can't, I can't put anybody with the Lakers. They have to be there, but I'm with you in, in all other ways. I hate them. I'm so bummed that they brought Aiton back. I hope it's disastrous. I we said. This I hope before. they missed the playoffs. We said this before. Like it's so disgusting that they were forced to make the right move. <laughs> no, it is. Actually, the best, the brightest timeline for me this year is that the Nuggets do like sweep the Suns in the playoffs. <laughs> I don't know if it's possible. The Suns are still a good team, but there is just this, like if Murray just averages forty points for the. We series. were on a call earlier where there was a joke made about if we had Jamal Murray, would we have done better? <sighs> That came up today. You know what? Suns, zero. Zero for the Suns. <laughs> really? Moving it down. <laughs> no, I don't want it. It's a 1.1 for one. me. Uh, Portland Trailblazers. Ooh, this is a good one. How long does hate last, Eric? Wow. I think it if lasts If hate long. is real, it lasts forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you knew it was the right hate. <laughs> <laughs> if there's a girl you hate, you just push her away for the rest of your life. Adam. You never bring her close. They still have Nurkish. They also now have Jeremy Grant. They are a bit of a sobs. They're a little bit of a tragedy, and so it's like enjoyable, which makes me realize that the hate is real with the Portland Trailblazers. I fell. I grew up going to Portland every summer in the when I was in high school, and it was the most magical place. You were in high ever, school for three summers. Yes, I went three years in a row, and I was able to drive <laughs> myself. And you would, drove to Portland. Yes, every year, and it was beautiful. I had the greatest time of my life. I have a deep, deep affection for the city of Portland. I, I've never hated a place more than when we were playing them in the playoffs, and, they, the, the, and the people in Portland were chirping at us in the way in ways that I was like, "This is." I would say that this is embarrassing, but you clearly are so far below that concept that I can't <laughs> even ascribe it to you. You are. Sub fan. <laughs> it really was. They really were really bad. Like I never. I liked. I too liked Portland. I too liked like everybody there. But like 
writers, analysts, personalities, fans, like whatever. They were just like unbelievably sad and lame. All they were doing, they were trying to say that we were racist. All they pulled out every, every trick, single in the, card. every trick in the Twitter. Oh, I used to like Jokic. I didn't know he was such a dirty player. Look how dirty he is. Oh, hold on. Stay getting... sassy, Denver. Oh my God, they were getting sad. <laughs> I forgot about that. I'm losing oh, my mind over so here. So bad. Uh, Portland Trailblazers received the highly coveted rating of a one from. They got a one. A one. Uh, there'll be a two for me. Uh, the, it's the. I might hate him again if we see him in the playoffs, so that'll only be a thing. Sacramento Kings. That's a five. You don't care about them? I mean, they beat us every year, which is annoying. <laughs> <laughs> like, Rashawn Holmes is somehow, like, the most potent nugget killer yeah. that's ever lived. But, like, who cares? I mean, like, I'm a six. A six. I just, you, you feel positively about the You know what it is? Kings. They have real fans, man. They have real fans, and I I respect that about them. Like, they've, Great. They've, did you see the stat <laughs> that came out? I saw this on Reddit the other day. You know real no, fans? Philadelphia. It's true. That's not really true. Ah. Here's the thing. No player currently in the NBA has ever faced off against the Kings in the playoffs. Because <laughs> they've never been in the playoffs. <laughs> they haven't been in the playoffs in so long. It's <laughs> so wild. 20-something years they haven't been in the playoffs. So it's pretty wild. 20 years maybe. Um, San Antonio Spurs. Whoo, San Antonio Spurs represent the exact way we want basketball to be played, to be yeah, run, to they? be managed, Maybe to be Tim coached. Duncan did. Maybe Tim Duncan did. All this, they are a small market team that have achieved very high heights and have not gotten the recognition that they deserve for that run. Um, they've had the, one of the best coaches of all time, and currently they are just sort of like mired in, they're just sort of like wandering around. It just feels like... Even when we matched up against them in the playoffs. I didn't even hate them. Didn't hate them. I was like, hey, good game. Yeah. Good. Hey, you beat us that time. Good job. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to give them I'm gonna give them a six. I feel more positively than negatively about the San Antonio Spurs. I'll give them a six as well for all the reasons you outlined. But I will say that I do think there is a little bit of this that we are learning they got credit for something they didn't deserve. Much like the Nuggets. I was <laughs> going to say, this is every team. Right? Like, no one can take credit for Jordan. No one can take credit for Kobe. No, one can, I mean, like, this, uh, one, this is what I'm saying about the Spurs. Is we're like, man, the Spurs style. They get guys in the building. It's like, it, no, they just played with Tim Duncan. It's possible. It's going to be the same with the Nuggets. Where we're going to be like, man, they've done everything right for 15 <laughs> years. Then he's going to leave and it's going to be like, wait, we suck again? Like, hold on. <laughs> what happened to this the gr- family we had? Yeah, or, you know, but they developmental. We do it the right way. Robin said they're just smart. They're savvy. Yeah, that's a savvy right. organization. Utah Jazz. Yeah. Oh boy. We're almost Ooh done. Boy. Only, only Utah Jazz have become another tragic figure in the NBA. What is going on? What's going on there? They are. They realize that their uh, format that they put together, their their theory on those two players that could work together and you could build a team around them was false and now they are destroyed. It also helped, the t- it helped that those two players hated each other. Didn't help at Didn't all. Didn't help yeah. at all. So now they're completely imploding. They're completely going into rebuild mode. They're going to be very loathable because they're run by Danny Ainge. Oh. Yes. And now... It fits so though. And, and now they're going to have the... Doesn't it fit? Yes. Doesn't it feel like he belongs? Yes. He, he seems way Actually, more I think, he, I think he's... Did he go to BYU? I think he's Mormon. He went to BYU. So maybe that, that's why we're that's, saying I'm it. sure that's why. Yeah. Um, but also Dwayne oh. Wade is part of the ownership. Yeah. They have... They released what is widely regarded as the worst uniforms of all time. Oh, my God. Um, they... It's like, we're going to rebrand into something stupid. Uh, I'm going to give them a three. Three for the Utah Jazz. There are two. Come on. Utah's one of the teams you, you hate them. I just hate them. Like, I, I hate them, too. Hate, you're right. There are two. I'm going to give them a two. There are two. When, when you're right, you're right. Thank you. <laughs> um, 
beating them, like I'm telling you, if the Nuggets come back a 3-1 series against the Memphis Grizzlies or San Antonio Spurs or whatever, it just, it would hit, but it wouldn't quite hit like it did that it was the Utah Jazz. It just hit so but now perfect. They, but now, the, what, are, what, what are the Utah Vanquished. Jazz? Uh, exactly. The Utah Jazz are uh, they're an era by, a bygone era. I can't believe we're ending on this team because they're pretty unremarkable to me, but the Houston Rockets. Oh, I hate <laughs> the Houston Rockets. The Houston Rockets get a two for me. That team, I hate how they play. You gave Utah a three before lowering it to a two. You just go straight into a two on Houston. I hate the Rockets. I hate how they play. I hate Jalen Green. Hate, I hate Kevin Porter Jr.'s hair. I hate every. They went from James Harden directly into this new loathable area. Uh, Ali, era. this really comes down to the hair. He's acting the, the like The hair is, I mean. It's a, it's not I listen. I I can have my own motivations. At the end of the day, it's my <laughs> ranking. I hate the uh, Houston Rockets. I hate everything that they're about. Uh, they, they have, have been terrible for years. I love them. I'm gonna give. Them <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no. You got to end with Two. the most obvious one: the Denver Nuggets. Oh, Denver Nuggets, four. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I the Nuggets to me are a straight ten. They I do. think every year of the Jokic era, the Nuggets have been a ten. Now, if you would have asked me this in 2015. Like, right as the season began, I'd have been like, I don't know, it's like a six. You know, like, I kind of like this team. But little did I know Jokic was going to be our Lord and Savior. And every year since has been perfect fun. Perfect fun. If you ask me how much I like the Broncos, I'd be like 9.8. You know, it's not a 10. I like them a lot right now. They could win me over. Oh, but yeah. No, I, I mean, the Nuggets. The, the Rockies are like a four. The right Avs got to be. Up the, there. the Avs are way up there. I love the Avs. You had a Avs great like, I did. I, but I'm still like game. a nine and a half on the Avs. I love them. I'm just saying, like. Where they, is my level of emotional? To, uh, they don't speak to your soul. I do love the Avs, though. I have to say, I do really, truly love this Avs team. Yeah, but you, I, I definitely connect with. The but Jets you don't team. love hockey. It, that's what it is. Yes. Whereas with so the that Nuggets, knocks the five. so it knocks it just Point a little five, bit. And yeah. with the Nuggets, like I'm telling you, it really is a ten. There's no part of me that is like, ah, I just don't like this. I'm like, no, I love them. Love I love that. I love the story of the Denver Nuggets. I love that they're downtrodden all the time, but now they have the greatest player ever. <laughs> it's, it, but it's really dope. But we're still like completely under the radar. We never get any respect at all. We have the perfect opportunity. We have the an opportunity to deliver a Rocky style uppercut to the league. Mm. To just everybody is just like completely counted them out. Like if you're paying attention a little bit, people are like, eh, Nuggets might be a little frisky this year. But like the Nuggets have the chance to just blow the doors off of the NBA. And I love that so much. It's just like that underdog. You don't believe in I'm me. I'm about you. to show you. I love where they're positioned right now. Me too. You're right, dude. Did you see, by the way, somebody swipe up tweeted this out, but there was somebody that did the, uh, like, who are your top five players in the NBA? Entire panel. None of them had yoke. <laughs> I'm just sitting here like, this is the best, man. Like, honest to God, like, this is the best. Back-to-back -back MVP. All the players are coming back and everyone's like, I think the Nuggets are the same team. They'll be no better despite having their roster about healthy. Exactly. And, and That's bolster. what I mean. That they're, just like, they're gonna be like, "Where'd this Nuggets team Where'd they come, come from, from? Yeah. man? We haven't seen this." You're like, like you remember when they went to the Western Conference Finals before they lost two of their most impactful players? Do you remember that? It's so fun, Eric. This was fun, dude. Yeah, uh, I do. I highlighted for everyone to see the t the most hated. Okay. And surprisingly, there's five. Okay. Uh, <laughs> there's five most hated. All right. What are they? And uh, what I'm surprised about is I thought I truly thought the way you act, Eric, that the Sixers were your least favorite. They're oh, not? No, no, no. But no. The, the Lakers. The one, yeah, the the one category is the 76ers, the Suns, the Trailblazers, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. and the, the Timberwolves. Yep. The zero, of course, the Lakers. Yep. Yeah, that sounds right. 
Yeah. I, I'm actually surprised how much I hate the Timberwolves. <laughs> I am too. I'm surprised that they made the list. I'm not backing off of it. I'm I think we're down. all going to hate him though. Like Rudy Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns are supremely We are going hateable. to hate D'Angelo them. Russell, very hateable. They are going to absorb all of the Utah hate because Utah is going to be gutless, punchless. They're kind of, they've got a little bit of Memphis Grizzlies vibe to them too. Like they're going to be talking so much so much shit this year. Uh, all right, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed this haters guide to the season. <laughs> the haters guide. Shouts to Allie for producing for us. Everybody, shouts to following along. All the people in the chat that were sh- sharing your like. numbers. Throw us a like on the way out. Throw us a rating and review on iTunes or on Apple Podcasts. We always appreciate those. And we'll see everybody tomorrow.